Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode 70 and it is titled Dirty Talk Essentials with Susan Bratton. Now, I'm excited because I think this is going to be really fun for a couple of reasons. <laughs> the first reason is that it's a fun subject. The second reason is, is because you and I do not really consider ourselves to be like really great at dirty talk. And of course, <laughs> so, I'm like, talk for yourself. <laughs> well, but it's one of the things we often say, right? Like, oh, well, we really don't do a lot of dirty talk. Although... <laughs> Having read some of our guests, so we, we brought in a guest uh, expert on this to help us out. And when I was going through some of our guests' material, I realized that we actually do more dirty talk than I really thought. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of the time that we we didn't really want to go to that kinky sex party we were invited to because we're like, we're not really kinky. Like, what are we going to do at a kinky sex party, right? And, but we went anyway, and then we realized afterwards, we're like, actually, we're, we're kinkier than we think, too. So... <laughs> So I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. (laughs) So I am super excited and I want to introduce our guest. But before we do that, we want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Power and Mastery. This is the most complete sexual training for men to develop your stamina, boost your confidence and enhance your sexual abilities. So make sure you check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com if you're ready to seriously change your sex life. So today we have Susan Bratton. She is the trusted hot sex advisor to millions. And she is a champion and advocate for all who desire deeply connected and passionate intimacy. She is married to her husband, Tim, since 1993. I really wanted to keep that in because this is a rare thing. And I'm like cheering you, Susan. Yoo-hoo. But she's got so many things. She's an author, an award-winning speaker, and a serial entrepreneur who teaches passionate lovemaking techniques to her fans around the world. And you might already be familiar with Susan. She's been featured in the New York Times, on CNBC, the Today Show, I mean, ABC, CBS, the CW, Fox and NBC, I mean, everywhere. And she is known as a marriage magician. And you can find more about Susan at personallifemedia.com, but she will tell you all about that too at the end of the episode. But here we are. Welcome, Susan. Hi, beauties. How you doing today? I'm so glad to hear that you do more dirty talk than you thought you did. Isn't that a nice discovery? Like, oh, we're better than we thought we were. Mostly mostly people think they're better than they actually are. <laughs> that's, not, that's never really been our problem. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, I'm dying to know, when you were reading the book, what was it that you realized you do that you didn't actually think about as dirty talk and that you kind of gave yourself the bonus points for? Okay. That's a great question. So um, I love it. Our, our, our guest is interviewing us. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the hot seat. <laughs> that's right. Well, so, you know, when I started reading through it, I saw a lot of examples of things that maybe people don't necessarily think about when they think of dirty talk, right? Because people think, oh, you know, like, I I'm, I'm can't wait. We're, I, I'm going to tear you apart. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. Like, you know, people think of like, you know, kind of more what we would call dirty sort of dirty talk. But there were tons of examples in there of, 
of things that are sort of a different level. You know, like, oh, you look stunning. Your ass looks amazing in that dress, you know. Or I don't remember the exact examples, but, but little things like that that maybe people don't realize actually are examples of dirty talk. And that's when I realized we do that all the time. I'm always telling you, wow, that dress makes your breasts look amazing. You know, I want to do you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not necessarily thinking that, ooh, I'm going to dirty talk her. I'm just, I'm literally just complimenting her on how she looks, you know? Um, so I realized that we actually do a lot more of that than I really realized. And yeah, you, you do it, that a lot too, Celine. It, it's interesting that um, verbal appreciation is a big part of dirty talk. And that verbal appreciation that is of a sexual nature. Um, that's dirty talk. And men and women both, people across the gender spectrum, love to be appreciated. And what's really interesting is that generally the masculine likes two kinds of appreciation. What he wants is respect and to know that he did a great job. Those are the two things that really lift a man up. And what the feminine likes is an equal amount of both adoration that's non-sexual and expressing your desire for her sexually. So you have to actually toggle back and forth. If, if, if a partner gives their woman only sexual um, compliments then she feels objectified. But if he or she g goes back and forth between, baby, your, meat, your turkey meatloaf is so delicious, it makes my mouth water when I even look at it, to when I see your breasts in that dress, it makes my mouth water, right? So the combination of those two things is what women need. If they only get the turkey meatloaf, they're like, wait, what's wrong with my boobs? <laughs> you don't like my boobs? You only like my turkey meatloaf? Like, you have to be very careful with the feminine. It's almost like you have to keep track. If you, in your mind, as the masculine, are kind of like making sure that that's about a 50-50 ratio, she's going to be so happy and turned on and in love with you. Uh, and I don't think you can ever give a woman too much verbal appreciation. And I think the reason for that is that where the masculine, he really wants that respect. Baby, you're the man. You're the king. You figured it out. I'm relying on you. You're protecting me. You make me feel safe. Um, I love the way you've made sure, you know, the car got fixed or you killed those ants or, you know, the stuff that we need from you. Thank you for taking the trash out for 4,332 Mondays in a row. You know, like that <laughs> is super important stuff to us. Um, with that equal, um, you just gave me the best orgasm I ever had in my life. I love the veins on your cock you know, whatever those things are. Um, that makes him feel really, really good and fills him up because testosterone, him being testosterone dominant, he's, he's pretty sure of himself. He's a crusader. He's like goal oriented. He's moving forward where the feminine being estrogen dominant, we are 
a little more worried. We have a little more anxiety. Um, that's just the natural state of being for the estrogen feminine. And so that reassurance, that constant stream of verbal reassurance, it makes estrogen makes us have body image issues. It makes us see all the flaws, look at all the risks, see all the problems, where testosterone's like, well, whatever, I can take care of it, I can fix it. Estrogen doesn't have that. And so what she needs is all that reassurance, but not in one category or the other, equal both. And so that's like a real trick to dirty talk is actually understanding when you're going to say something. What should it what should it be and how should you frame it? Now you know estrogen's a little worry wart, testosterone's overly confident, and it likes its ego fed. You know, like women are always worried about hurting a guy's ego for a reason, because it's so sure of itself, you know, that it doesn't want to know that it's done a bad job. It wants to know when it's doing a good job. So I just find the whole idea, uh, and, and I wish I could have actually called my my ebook, the one we're gonna give away, um, we're giving it away at dirtytalkbook.com and you can get this whole download. But I would have liked to have called it Pillow Talk because I think there's an entirely um, oh, like greenfield opportunity for most people in the bedroom during lovemaking to get even more into the different types of dirty talk that there are. But I, I don't like the word dirty, but... That's what you have to call it for people to know what you're talking about. And in some ways, it attracts as much as it repels because it's not dirty. It's like sensual talk, pillow talk, passionate talk, loving talk, appreciation talk, gratitude talk, sexy talk, you know, but none of those words are anything anybody's ever Googling. So you know, <laughs> dirty talk, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you, you spanned about four of my questions. And so I want to come back to a couple of those, but I know that you want to talk about one right now. Well, I love that you brought the differences. I actually like to call it erotic talk. Because nice I think it's nice because mm -hmm. I see a lot of people have issues using, first of all, we don't want to use the word dirty, right? Because sex is not dirty. Nothing is dirty Great. about you body, about sexuality. And I think yeah. it's sad that we've associated that. But like you said, this is how people call it. So we just yeah. have to call it like this, but understand that there is more to it and that it is not dirty. So whether we call it pillow talk, erotic talk, I think is really essential. What I love is you brought different nuances and you are definitely spot on in terms of how it works, I think both for the feminine and the masculine. One of my questions is, a lot of my clients, they come to me and they're like, Celine, I feel shy. And I don't really know how to dirty talk or even like even just saying dirty talk is hard. So this is why I use different words in, in a lot of my videos or courses. This is what I say. It's like, let's call it erotic talk. So it removes the charge out. What advice would you have to a woman to start to feel more comfortable to embrace that side of herself and express herself through this pillow talk? One of the best things that I can say is to be in your heart and to be aware and noticing what it is exactly that's turning you on, such as, baby, I love it when you help me set up the bedroom for our lovemaking. I really appreciate you helping me 
put the waterproof sheet on and the, and then the other sheet on top and getting the towels. And you do such a good job. You always remember to get a pitcher of water. And I love the preparation that you bring to our lovemaking so I can completely surrender to my pleasure with you. Or can you flex your muscles for me? Can you just do like, you know, like a couple of those, like Mr. <laughs> Superman kind of flexing things. Could I just, could you just do that? And I just stand there and watch you flex your muscles for me for just like a minute or two. Cause it's so sexy to me. I love how you build your body and how good it feels under my hands. But I also really love just looking at you or, um, Oh, your, your cock looks so hard. And, um, I love the veins. I love your balls look so gorgeous and, you know, you look so turned on for me. And I love the way the skin looks. I love the color of the skin of your cock. And it just looks that little helmet at the top of your cock looks so delicious. It's so mouth watering. I can't wait to look at it. I'm going to look at it right now. This is working for me already. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know me, Susan. <laughs> and, and what's nice about all of that is all that I did was notice. Mm-hmm. All that I did was speak about what I was experiencing. So a lot of times when people think about dirty talk, they think that it should be something that's kind of like fantasy. And I would like to talk about fantasy, fantasy talk, because I think that's another portal into pleasure of verbal erotic discourse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But really noticing, Uh, he could say to her, your pussy looks so beautiful. I can see it getting you know, it started out very pink and I can see it fluffing up and plumping up and getting more full of blood. And I can see the little edges of your labia. They're going from pink to dark purple. I'm going to open them and they look like a little butterfly to me. They look so beautiful. I love your luscious labia. I love how you shave your pussy for me. I love that. That looks so gorgeous to me. Thank you for doing that. It it feels so soft and smooth. And I just can't wait to dive into your yoni and taste your beautiful taste. You know, something like that is really just spoken from the heart as you're looking at your lover's genitals and expressing appreciation and what you see visually. So a lot of dirty talk is actually senses, sensual talk. So it's, what am I smelling? What am I tasting? What what sounds? If I'm loving the music, oh, this music's turning me on. I love that beat. Fuck me to that beat. You know, whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, right? I'm just making stuff up, you guys. Um, But that is using your eyes, your nose, your ears, your skin, the touch. You're sending tingles up my spine. I can feel my nipples getting hard. Like all that is dirty talk. That's just based on observation and appreciation. And that's why we never thought we were good at dirty talking, because we never thought that's what it was. But we actually do that every single day, multiple times a day. We did a bunch of that last night. I know. (laughs) And you know what's funny is, even though it's Susan talking, I'm even getting turned on. It's like just the fact, okay, like, of course, my love language is words of appreciation and affirmation, so maybe that helps. But just hearing the words, and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this in. I'm like, oh, I feel it through and through. And I think that's really amazing because it's not that hard to do. Like you said, paying attention to the little things and saying things out loud. So these were such good examples. Thank you. Thank you. 
So, and that kind of, I think kind of leads into one of my other questions, which is we've talked a lot about the how, but I don't know that we've really covered the why yet. So like if, if somebody's listening mm-hmm. and they're going, well, oh, okay, that's cool. But I mean, what's the point? Right. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you could explain to the listeners why they might want to develop this skill and be good at it. Let's go back to the masculine feminine. And remember, if you're somewhere on the gender stri- gender spectrum, you could be switchy. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to say masculine feminine or the or man woman to represent that. But know that there's space in here for every gender identity and expression. Um for for the masculine, he, he worries that you want him for sex mm-hmm. because his job is to initiate. And now I'm speaking in everybody. There's a, there is a bell curve in sexuality and I'm speaking to the big middle, you know, middle point of the bell curve here. So I'm talking about your average dude and your average lady, okay? So you take from this whatever you want. If you're, if you're somewhere off the edges of the spectrum, that's totally fine because you're going to take this in and use this the way you want to. But I'm just going to keep it simple for the, the mass, the large, you know, the large middle, if you will, the average bear and the above average bear. Um, The masculine is the one that needs to initiate. The feminine is the one that wants to be seduced. And so that's a very difficult role for the masculine because he's always asking and she's not always saying yes. So then he's getting rejected. He's feeling rejected. He's not necessarily getting rejected, but he's feeling rejected. She might not be rejecting him because she doesn't want him. It might just not be her right time or she hasn't had enough seduction. She hasn't been warmed up. The relationship's 10 years old and it's going to take a little bit more than just, hey, baby, do you want to have sex? Right. <laughs> that used to work in, you know, before you got married in the first couple years, but it just doesn't sustain because the new relationship energies worn off. And so for the masculine, it's always an, it's always an, a tense situation to ask for sex or to make the offer. And so he's never really a hundred percent sure that he's wanted because he's always on the edge of rejection. So for him, what dirty talk is, is the signal of being wanted. What he wants most is to be wanted. Women are wanted. We, you know, guys always want us for sex. Do you want to have sex with me? Yes. Do you want to have sex with me? Yes. Do you want to have sex with me? Yes. Do you want to have sex with me? Yes. Like uh-huh. they always are wanted. True. And so we don't have that same issue, right? <laughs> so it's not, we don't, we don't really get rejected. Now, of course, there are lots of women listening to this who are like, my, my partner's always rejecting me for sex. And that's a different podcast. Okay. That's, there's a, that's like, we could go down and explain why that happens and what to do about it. But that's not this episode. So for all of the, all of the women who um, have partners who need to hear that they're wanted, baby, I want you, you're hot, you turn me on, I want you to fuck me, I love when you make love to me, I can't wait to be in your arms, I can't wait for you to hold me, can you give me an hour-long massage before we make love, I can't wait to spend three hours in the bedroom with you today, I'm, I can't wait for you to get here tomorrow so that we can make love, you know, whatever those things are, that's that reassurance that is in the yes I want you. I respect you. You're awesome. You do a great job. It goes back to the original thing that I said. So that's what dirty talk does for him. It helps him 
really understand that he is desired and it is okay for him to proceed with his desire and his lust for you. For the woman, what she likes the dirty talk for is going back to being being reassured that she's desirable, that she's sexy, that she's wanted, that she's beautiful, that, you know, that, that you, for whatever reason, find her to be the one that turns you on more than anyone else. She wants to be the one that does it for you. And because she's shy, she's shy about her genitals. For most men, though there is a lot of genital shame among men, especially in the era of pornography and giant schlongs and all that stuff. Um, do they say schlong in Switzerland? <laughs> no, and I think that's the first time we said it on the show. So <laughs> schlong for you. <laughs> But what she wants is to know that she looks good because mm -hmm. estrogen makes her body conscious. She holds herself up to the Madison Avenue, to the porn stars, to the airbrushed Instagram, and she doesn't feel enough. And so what she wants is to be drawn out, to be worshipped, to be found beautiful, and to be encouraged to live into her sensual and sexual potential. She wants you to pull her, pull her toward her turn on, take her into surrender through your verbal reassurance. Yeah. And that, you know, that's a fantastic answer. And what I love about that answer is it wasn't just a, well, it'll make your sex life better. Oh, you'll have more fun. It actually really took it down into the real core human needs, what we each need as individuals, and why this really meets those needs. So that, I think that's a fantastic answer. Thank you. You're welcome. So, and then and the other piece that I love is um, you really brought in the aspect of polarity. And this is something that Selena and I talk about a lot. And it's one of those topics that people either get and they go, yes. Or they get totally triggered by and they go, no, no, it has nothing to do with that because I'm this and I identify, you know, it, it can really trigger people. But I really love the way you weave that in there because, yeah, it doesn't really matter necessarily what your physical gender is, but it's where, where you identify and that these things really do play in with everything in your sex life, including dirty talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, go, go for it. <laughs> oh, you had something or not? No, no, okay. I think Susan did. Oh, I did. Go ahead, Please. Susan. Okay, so it reminded me, I want to tell you another dimension of dirty talk. Mm -hmm. um, there's um, a Harvard psychiatrist who wrote a fabulous book called The Open Mind System, Donna, Dr. Donna Markova, in which she studied thousands and thousands of people and realized that We are visual, auditory, and kinesthetic in our three brainwave states. The three brainwave states are uh, alpha, beta, and theta. Those are your three basic brainwave states. So beta is what we're in right now because we're awake, we're aware, we're conversing. Alpha is, so that's your conscious mind. Your, your subconscious mind is alpha. So it's beta and then alpha. And your unconscious mind is theta. Meditation is a theta state. 
orgasm is a theta state. They share that. When you know, you know, when you're out of your mind and you're just riding the waves of orgiastic pleasure, when you're just oh, yes. in orgasm and you're <laughs> just, the world is gone, time is gone. All that is there is the pleasure that you're co-creating in your lovemaking. You're in theta state in that moment. And you're either an auditory, visual, or kinesthetic in your theta state. So when you're making love, when you're in the bedroom, you and your partner might have the same state or you know the same open mind system, or you might be different. And chances are you're different. So one of you might be visual, one of you might be auditory, one of you might be kinesthetic, and you're going to have a different desire for a different kind of dirty talk while you're making love. I'll give you an example. I'm a kinesthetic when I make love. Everything for me is about what I'm feeling. Uh, I like to joke that I call myself an orgasmonaut because <laughs> I go out into space in these giant orgasmic experiences. I have, tr in the last 15 years, trained myself to have orgasms from at least 15 or 20 different ways, um, different kinds of orgasms. And one of the orgasmic techniques that I use is called expanded orgasm, which is taking the moment of climax and stretching time out so that I can stay right at the peak moment of climax and ride that like a surfer rides a big wave into shore. And when I'm in that orgasmic state of surrender to my pleasure with my lover, I'm in my theta state. So I don't really want to hear a lot of auditory. It disrupts me. I'm, I'm in feeling mode. And I don't, I don't want to talk. And I often have my eyes closed because I'm such a visual person that that takes me into my, I'm in my beta state, in my awake and aware, I'm a visual. Show me a picture and I understand things. So um, I don't want to talk and I don't want to see. I like it dark and I just like to be in that like feeling space. So for me, my dirty talk comes before lovemaking. I mean, there's a moment where my lover and I will stop and we'll be like, this is so fucking amazing. I love you so much. God damn it. This is amazing. And then we go right back to it, right? <laughs> like, so there's certainly sometimes we express, or baby, you're on my hair, you know, or whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> that happens. That's not like I don't talk. But I, I, was, uh, I got an email from a guy the other day and he's like, my wife doesn't want me to say anything when we're having sex uh, because she can't have an orgasm if I talk. And we're older and I'm having a harder and harder time achieving climax. And so I, uh, I want her to tell me things. I want her to talk to me. And I said, okay, well, here's how you solve it. You, uh, you give her a bunch of orgasms quietly so she can get off. And then when it's your turn to come, you tell her to, to beg you to come, baby I want you to come for me. Come on, baby. You know you want to. You're so, I'm so hot. Aren't you so hot? We're having such a great time. Come for me, baby. Come on. I know you can do it. Come to come inside me. I want your come, come inside me. You know, whatever that is, like encouraging him. Because a lot of guys have been afraid to ejaculate inside women because women are like, we've been trained, ooh, you know, ejaculation is disgusting, or you're going to get pregnant, or you can get diseases. Like we've been fear-based trained mm -hmm. to be afraid of it, right? It's just crazy. And so what he needs is to be told and coaxed to come. So that's how to solve that problem. My lover is auditory in his theta state. And so sometimes what I'll do to give him 
a special surprise, a special treat is I'll just be the dominant. I'll just be, I'll get, I'll lay him down. I'll get on top of him. Uh, I've been practicing my intercourse. I've been learning how to really give him incredible pleasure with my whole body, but particularly with my vaginal muscles and like Mm -hmm. really working on like things I can do, stroke techniques and squeezes and all kinds of stuff to just like take him to the edge and hold him there and like just get him into orgasm and just keep him into orgasm. And part of what I do is I tell him a dirty story. I tell him a fantasy because when he's in his theta state and he's auditory, he will literally not even remember what I said when we're done. When he's back in beta, he's like, I think it was something about cheerleaders that came to the door <laughs> and they all wore crotchless panties and coupless bras and lingerie. And I think they all had sex with me, you know, and like, so he can't really remember it. So I just, I literally, and I've learned how to do this over the years. Once I just got, once we discovered this open mind, theta and alpha, you know, the whole situation, this whole scenario, um, I just started practicing. I was super shy. I mean, all this stuff is learned skills. You just start doing it and you get better at it and you laugh about it and you just say some goofy stuff. But I realized I can literally say anything to that man when I am on top (laughs) of him and have him in orgasm. And I say the crazy, it doesn't even have to make any sense. Oh, give us some examples. It just has to be like a long string of stuff I know he thinks is sexy. uh I know what his little like girl turn-ons are. And I'll just string together these phantasmagorical stories for him while I have him in his pleasure zone. And he, oh my God, he just loves that. Would that work for me? Eh, not so good. I like when he's giving me a genital massage as one of our foreplay techniques to really bring blood flow into my genitals. I like the genital massage where he tells me a fantasy story. So I literally just lay there almost completely still sometimes because one of the things that I've learned is that I don't, I don't do anything in my sex life that is doing it because I think I should. I let my body be the mirror for my level of turn on, my state, et cetera. And my body will get warmed up. It will start undulating like a snake. It will start getting, my genitals will get full of blood. I'll start having orgasms. I'll start moaning. I'll start coming. I just give myself the time to do it. So I could be literally laying there like I'm practically dead. (laughs) It doesn't bother him at all because he knows that, my body's just not responding yet. He's he's building my turn on and he's telling me a story and he's stroking my genitals and I'm loving it, but I'm not faking it. Whatever happens is real between the two of us. And so that's when I like to hear my stories. I don't like to hear my stories when I'm already coming. I like to hear my stories to get me into my orgasmic state. So once you start to understand that about your partner, then you know, oh, okay, these are the times they're going to want to hear from me. Oh, these are the times they're going to want to hear from me. And you're all, we're all so different. So I hope that was an interesting angle also on not only dirty talk, but on when and why it's different between partners. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, you're making my job here really easy because you're answering every question before I even ask it. I thought that I was going to sort of catch you by asking you, I, I had it written down right here, give us some examples of your personal, your personal type of dirty talk. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to catch her off guard with that one. And no, boom, you just go right into it. She's in tune. <laughs> um, what I love though about what you described to was okay the the skills are learned skills right because everybody think just because we're born a sexual being doesn't mean we have the skills like anything the more we practice the better we get at it and we say that all of the time and I totally believe in that so I love that you mentioned that I love that you mentioned the piece of understanding each other and having some communication because these are things you do talk about. Kevin and I have no problem talking about who turns us on, our fantasies, if he finds a woman attractive, or if I find a man or a woman attractive. Like, we know, I know his type. I'll point her out. I'll be like, oh, you like that one. Like, anytime totally we do. go out, I go like, I know which one was your favorite. <laughs> and it, because he gives me so much appreciation, I never feel like I don't have enough or there's a threat to our relationship. Those insights, give me like these are pearls into his psyche into what he likes and like you said you can use them at the proper times so I love to bring that yes talk about those things create carve moments and know that it's not about jealousy or taking away it from your relationship it's really about building something stronger bringing you together yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's really powerful. And I love, my question I wanted to ask earlier was really around the fantasy part, because you were saying, yeah, there's fantasy talk. Is there anything else you, I think it'd be a really good question or, or like way to kind of like bring it back, like that you want to add around that difference between dirty talking and fantasy talk? Yeah, I think one of the most important things to have hot monogamy, which is really really a strong part of my wheelhouse is hot monogamy um, because I've been married for 30 years and my sex life's never been better. Um, <laughs> and isn't it nice to know that someone pushing 60 is having the best orgasms and sexual pleasure and hot sex that they've ever had? Right? Yes. Hell yeah. It's getting better. <laughs> you are in our role model. <laughs> yeah. We put you on the wall of the role models. <laughs> and I have role models in their 70s and 80s. I'm going to get a bracelet. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, um, uh, what would Susan do? <laughs> <laughs> But going back to your question, Celine, about fantasy, one of the things that I like to think about is the facets of keeping a sex life hot. Um, and it's, it's all founded on doing something new. Um, desire is an equal... Com you know how we talked about for women, it's an equal com co combination of toggling between telling her how adorable she is and how sexy she is? Well, desire is also an equal combination of safety and security, comfort, knowing that you're safe, and something new, different, kinky, unusual, variety, novelty. When you have novelty on top of safety, you increase desire. Uh, no, safety without novelty is boring. It takes you down. Safety with variety and novelty takes you up. And so what is variety and novelty? It's a lot of different things. Some of the big categories are learning something new together, like 
learning how to become a multi-orgasmic man, learning how to have female ejaculatory orgasms, learning how to do those expanded orgasms I was talking about. Remind me, I'll give you my program, Expand Her Orgasm Tonight. It's a clitoral stroking practice that helps you get to ride that, that wave of climactic energy. Um, my husband, Tim, and I have had a 15-year expanded orgasm practice. So that's one of the reasons that I'm such a good comer. So I'll <laughs> uh, make a note to make sure I give that as my gift to you. Uh, um, so having um, different types of or- orgasms, you know, whether that's uh, anal orgasms, perineal orgasms, G-spot orgasms, clitoral orgasms, nipple orgasms, mouth orgasms, throat orgasms, fellatio orgasms, cunnilingus orgasms, you know, the list goes on and on, foot orgasms, <laughs> belly orgasms, you know, there's all kinds of like location orgasms and stimulation orgasms and things. So that that's all fun stuff to learn. Penetration orgasms, right? I mean, the large majority of women still aren't having orgasms from intercourse. That's one of the first ones I'd recommend to learn how to do. Women think, oh, I don't, I don't do that. And it's like, no, you just don't know how to do that. Everyone can do it. It's just a learned skill. So, um, you know, that's one facet of learning. The second facet of learning is things like role play, fantasy scenario running. Just, it doesn't have to be... Um, Anything you act on, it can just be crazy shit you make up that turns you both on, right? There's that whole category. Then there's another category, which is locations, like public sex, sex on the dining room table, hotel sex, beach sex, whatever, you know, like expanding that. That adds a little element of danger and novelty. And then there's the um, sex toy experience, whether that's, you know, we're going to try pegging or we're going to use a vibrator or a dildo or what, you know, whatever. Um, There's so many interesting, high quality sex toys out there. And um, so, so there's that, you know, so there's a lot of different, and then there's the whole like going out to sex parties or um, opening your relationship, having threesomes, you know, involving other people right? So then there's kink, right? So you could do the whole, I want to be blindfolded when you make love to me. I like blindfolded because I don't want to see anyway. The more (laughs) I don't feel guilty for not opening my eyes, the more I'm like, well, I got a blindfold on. So obviously I can just close my eyes and enjoy myself, right? So, you know, you'll find out that there's certain types of things. I've never been spanked. Maybe you want to be spanked, you know? And wait, this is so many different types of experiences that you can have. And when you're talking about them, that's dirty talk Mm -hmm. because you're having sexual, sensual, erotic, interesting fantasy discussions about these things. And then you're talking yourselves through the experiences as well. That's sensual erotic talk too. So dirty talk has just these Massive possibilities to enjoy your sexuality and expand your pleasure together uh, that I didn't want to forget to talk about that dimension of mm-hmm. dirty talk, which is dimensionalizing your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to, uh, one of the pieces that you brought in was that uh, when you're in the fantasy realm, 
it doesn't mean that you necessarily want that in real life. And that's something that we talk about a lot is people say, oh, but but if I say that, he's going to think that, you know, I really want to be gang raped by like five guys, you know? <laughs> so, so there's that whole piece where people won't go there because they're afraid if they actually say that, then their partner's going to think that's what they actually want. And so yeah. you know, one of the things that we like to tell, you know, the people we work with is that, just make sure that you're clear that this is in the realm of fantasy and it's okay to talk about it there. And it's not necessarily what you want in reality, especially when the woman is voicing what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for a lot of women, they even struggle having fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of men, they have more fantasies because men tend to masturbate more than women do. They watch more porn than women do. So I mean, generally, I think that their fantasy life on average is more rich than their female counterpart, especially in women who are over 40. Um, Younger women seem to be a little bit more sexually self-expressed now as the culture changes and opens. So for a lot of women, they might be hearing this. If you're a woman and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have any fantasies. Uh, I don't know what I'm thinking. Nothing's going through my head. I wouldn't know the first thing to even talk about. What I can tell you is that it's in you. Mm-hmm. It's just that you haven't listened to her yet. She, your turn-ons are in there. And not only that, your desires, all your kinkiness, and I don't mean it has to be anything scary. I just mean that danger and novelty. It's in there. You just, you just have to listen to her. And as you mature sexually, as you start to listen to her and you say, oh, well, it makes me a little choked up to say this. I'm, a, I'm embarrassed about this. But yeah, there, there is kind of one thing that if I think about it, it, maybe it doesn't even turn me on. Maybe it just like makes me a little nervous, you know, like start listening to what those things are and letting that kind of bubble up in your head. Give time to yourself to explore what might turn you on. I recently did a 30-day masturbation challenge, and I just tried to masturbate every single morning. I'm a morning masturbator, apparently. <laughs> and, um, I just tried to, to to see what the effect of that would be. And like 10 days in, I kind of ran out of fantasies. Like I was like, all right, I've done that one like the last four days in a row. I got to come up with something else. And so I was able to then become more awake and aware during my day to be on the lookout for what was like, oh, oh, like I was... I opened myself to what might be fodder for tomorrow morning's fantasy. And that really helped me cultivate more desire and fantasy. And that's the beautiful thing about masturbation or solo pleasuring is that, especially for women, it it, it increases our lubrication, our genital engorgement, which means it's easier to achieve orgasm when we actually have partnered sex. It helps us cultivate our fantasy mind. It helps us just be in turn on as a state of living more of a percentage of the day and night. And when you're living from a place of being a turned on woman, You are living a more creative, more zesty, more lusty, more passionate overall life. So your sexuality is fuel for your overall life pleasure. And like we said, it's a learned skill. So just beginning to be aware of it and cultivate it is 
uh, is something where you'll be surprised at how easy it gets over time. Thank you, Susan. There was so much in this episode, so many <laughs> gems. I'm like, wow, my mind is blown. It's blown. It's like, this was fantastic. I think you should all listen to it over and over until it's like really ingrained. And remember, it's all a learned skill. Um, please tell our listeners where they can find more about you. Uh, the link for we'll have all the links anyway in the show notes and on our website. But let them know where they can find their free book that you're gifting and everything else. Okay. Well, you can get the book and we heart, we heart. It's, it's not that big a book. I like small books. How many pages is this thing? It's probably like 40 pages. It's really short. I like little books. I like little hinges that swing big doors. So um, this particular book is at dirtytalkbook.com. It's a free PDF download and it's really fun to read with your partner. And I know that we haven't even really gotten into some of the techniques that were in this book. It's very rich, I think. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram. I'm at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N. B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. And if YouTube doesn't shut my channel down, <laughs> I've got hundreds of videos of all kinds about how to have penetration orgasms, how to have stamina, you name it, it's on there. And if you find me on YouTube, you can go to betterlover.com. Betterlover.com takes you right to my YouTube channel. And then my main website, which has thousands of searchable articles on anything you could possibly imagine with regard to passionate lovemaking, that's at personallifemedia.com. And what I like to say about my flavor of sex techniques is I transform having sex into making love. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about how to connect and go from being two to one, united in passionate ecstasy. That's what I really stand for. Yeah. This is why you're here on the Love Lab, because we're all in alignment. Yes, everybody, make sure you check out all of those links and Suzanne's work. I have been following her for years. Um, her stuff are really good. I even... Um, followed her sexual summit uh, that she had like she gathers great experts great articles so make sure you dive into her things yeah and please go get that uh ebook because as susan said there is so much more in there that we never even got a chance to cover like yeah just just not enough time <laughs> but it's good because we're going to leave you all wanting a little bit more and you're going to go get that mm. ebook <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, Susan, thank you so much for coming on with us. We really appreciate it. So great to be with the both of you. You're just absolute treasures, and I had a fabulous time. Thank you for your warm welcome and your kindness. Mm. You're welcome. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have on this episode of the Love Lab Podcast, and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.